0: And welcome to the Steam Power Podcast.
1: Live in beautiful downtown Southern Maryland, it's time for the Steam Power Podcast episode... A special Father's Day
0: edition. Right?
1: Special Father's Day edition number 82... For Father's Day, June 18th, 2017. Although, you
0: know what? If we had really thought about it, we should have done that theme for our stories.
1: We could have. So that would have been really cool. We could have, yeah. If we tied it in the father somehow.
0: We could have. But
1: we didn't. So we're moving. We,
0: I think one of mine does, sort of.
1: But the one about urine?
0: Maybe. I don't know. <laughs>
1: could be. Um, yeah, blah Blah. Bi-weekly podcast, science, technology, engineering, art, math. Time to get...
0: Steamy. I'm Mike. I'm Lisa.
1: Now it's time to get... Steamy. Yeah, so... You
0: know what I was actually thinking today? I was thinking, instead of having the A for art, it should be more like a D for design. Because I think by going with the general art, we tend to lose focus of art that's in technology as well. Like... You know, I would say design is a subset of
1: art then, right? Like, arts, design is art with a practical end,
0: maybe? Yes, which I think that's what we would want to go for. So then we p- more, it- except the acronym STEEDM doesn't make much sense. Well, and then here's another
1: one I've heard. I've also heard people want to add... Uh, another M for like medicine or medical stuff.
0: Oh,
1: oh, so you know how? Why do you? How do you get to be biased on one, but not I'm on not the other?
0: Biased on,
1: eventually, eventually, STEM. You know why will be I'm biased steam. on the medical
0: stuff is because they put out the propaganda that they want to oh put boy. out. Oh no boy! Oh boy! And I'm not going to get started oh on boy. that. But as someone who's been in the system. For you, quite a while, you have
1: a lot of medical issues.
0: Yes, I. am
1: well, so wouldn't you want to be? A, wouldn't you want to have like learn skills to be like? You know, there is like the, this whole biohacking is like the new electronics hacking. How would
0: we get those stories though?
1: No, I'm saying like there's maker spaces that are dedicated to biohacking. Oh, so, well, it might
0: be cool to, to cover one of those one day. But any story you find on the internet that has to do with medicine has been paid out of not big Pharma's... All. Po- okay, no. a lot. Oh all right,
1: 90%. Not all you it's like any news you got to you've got to know the source and you got to understand how versus was Either that, that or big Pharma appetizer.
0: catches up to it and then they pay the guy off to take it off the internet. So. Oh gosh. I'm sorry. I'm just This is not the
1: conspiracy show, all right?
0: I'm jaded. It's not. I know conspiracy you're jaded. Theory, it's jaded.
1: I understand. Um how about we get into some stories that we've actually thought about talking about?
0: Yes, so that way we're not on here Wait, for an hour your, because...
1: What's all that? I can, I can hear that. No. My um, throat's uh, no, sure a
0: little sore. So you're on a
1: something. Ludens. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. All right. Here we go. Let's start off with our science story. This comes from sciencedaily.com. Technology makes electricity from urine also kills pathogens, researchers find. This is from the University of West England. They have a breakthrough in a biotech... Hey, speaking of biotech... Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you look
0: at that. That will one treat one on
1: wastewater, and in doing so, it's a two for one. Kill it,
0: the pathogens. It
1: so. kills pathogens. They used a uh, salmonella in the study, and now, it is generates this electricity. Urine,
0: or is it like fortified urine, I, urine with steroids? I, I know that they
1: it? said uh, in the study they added the salmonella to.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's whatever. a pathogen, right. yeah. I so mean, were you – let me ask you this girl. I would up.
1: assume that, yes, you would want to control, right? You would use very cle- – you would get clean urine yes. to make sure there's nothing and then you would add whatever impurities so that way you're not
0: – Let me ask you this. Since you grew up in the scouting culture and I grew up with a – well, I grew up in the scouting culture as right. well. Did you guys learn that urine was sterile?
1: Yes. That- and
0: therefore – if you're out in the woods and you get some sort of a cut or something, the best thing to do is pee on it?
1: Uh, I mean, because I've heard, heard that, but the, I, I've heard it, that, but I've not no. eat it.
0: It kills the bacteria. You've never heard that.
1: I I mean, I've heard, no, I've heard of it. I've heard that in, not in training from like the military or scouts. I've heard it on that the internet. That
0: surprises <laughs> me because like when you were out in Philmont and- I mean, yeah, I'm sure they have band-aids and stuff. Well like the thing, that, you right?
1: carry a first aid kit. So uh, no, I mean yeah, but the, in the, I was... in,
0: the S, in the event that you don't have that first aid kit like say a couple of you wandered off, one of you gets a bad scratch, you know, the other one should whip it out and pee on because.
1: Well, I think I think the the thinking is that in a healthy person that yes, perhaps the urine is in general sterile. But if someone who's got an illness, which again, this goes back to treating wastewater, which means like yeah. the public at large, right? Like, not, you know, in any any municipality, there's going to be people that have illnesses, and they're going to be going to the bath.
0: Yeah, and it's not just the illness that hurts it; it's the medication that you take for the illness that is going to That's come out in issue, your urine. But this
1: is not a part of this discussion. This is no. It's it not. only talks about treating the organ. It basically. It's cleaning. I um, thought it
0: was cool. It can make electricity.
1: It's kind of light on what the actual technology is. It just says that it's a they've developed a that special means pro- to quote unquote yeah a special <laughs> process uh, that wastewater flows through a series of cells filled with electroactive microbes that can be used to just attack and destroy a pathogen, and in doing so, it just I guess it says it, it generates electricity as part of that process. So. Hmm. I mean, that's cool. that it's, it's a two for one, I and mean, it's a little light on what the details about like what's actually happening.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but it's certainly from like a, you know, civil engineering, public works function. You know, that's pretty. In, that's pretty neat. Um, I mean, actually, guys, we go here. It's, it's just, this is the process. The it generates enough electricity to charge a mobile phone.
0: So, like, when so you were it's, out... It's
1: producing, like...
0: When you were out in California.
1: Oh, like, two and or three I was watts. was California.
0: When you guys went to that week away, where you were out in the desert camping or whatever, do you remember that?
1: Oh, yeah. Hunter, camp Hunter Ligate. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. If nobody had a first aid kit, what were you to do if you got a scratch or scrape or...
1: Call 911. <laughs>
0: Fort
1: Hunter Liggett, huh? It's not like it's in the middle of was, nowhere.
0: It, yeah, it was, wasn't it? I thought it was like there, two there, hours. From yes, but there where is. We they at. still
1: have. They have a. They have a medical response team. I mean, no, it's, you're never that far away.
0: Okay.
1: No, I, I just have to say we, we we were never trained on peeing on each other as a medical.
0: I think I, I, think I saw somebody on naked and afraid do
1: it, but. Well, there you go. Exactly, <laughs> they do that for the ratings more than they do it for the actual necessity. Anyway, right. um, uh, that is pretty Next. cool. Um, it doesn't say like I guess it. I guess it is cleaning the water pretty good enough, like to make municipality 'cause because like it looks. This is over in England, but in the U.S., you know, every year like the restrictions on how to clean the water.
0: Yeah, and every gets year that people sell more and more bottled water. Which I don't think is any better for us either, because that's got plastic leaching chemicals out of it. And
1: well, if you get the bad plastic. I mean, yeah, they've had that issue, right? Those yeah, the, those bottles were recalled a couple of years ago. Anyway, how do it we is know what cool. the
0: bad plastic is? That next week they may find found a study that says, oh, all. Plastic beverage holders, or
1: uh, they could, I guess. I would, uh, but I mean, we do. We are getting to a point where
0: science is ever changing.
1: It is, it, and it's very true. That is the one nice thing about science is that we can admit when we're wrong, and that is a positive aspect of it. Because I mean, you can never prove something a hundred percent right. All, science is about. You know, the evidence shows Wait, that nine. 90- you can never
0: prove something 100%. No,
1: because all you can do. because there's You co- need
0: to tell my uh, 10th grade geometry teacher that because. What's math? No, on I'm this- talking science. I'm oh, talking science. Okay. Math going to say. Uh, t- t- there's know, two
1: things about math: all wiggles science. have
0: telephones. Not all bears talk to wiggles.
1: Well, that's that lot Do bears have
0: telephones? <laughs> it's like, what the?
1: Science okay, so remember, science can never prove a negative, right? I can't prove that something doesn't exist. And all you can do is make a theory and then find enough evidence that it supports it in ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the of the, of the situations. 99. And that's, if that's <laughs> then that we call if that we can do that, then we call a theory to be proven, right? Until evidence shows otherwise. Um Which it that's why been, that's say, why science is a peer what, reviewed
0: Yeah, and it – You know, inevitably, there will be new things out there. In fact, like I was telling you not too long ago, someone was talking to me about tick borne illnesses, and she said they literally just found two or three new, never before known of illnesses transmitted by ticks.
1: I just, before I came in here, I found there's another tick they just found called the Lone Star tick.
0: Yes, I have heard of that.
1: That is giving people meat. Uh, allergies, or, or the inability to eat meat when it gets bit by it. There's a disease that Wait, makes when, you when the
0: person gets bit by it, or the when tick. the cow gets no, bit no,
1: no. By it. When if you get if you get bitten as a person, get bitten by the tick, mm-hmm. you you now get a a meat allergy. Basically, you you become you you become hmm. um, allergic to eating
0: meat. Well, I don't think I'm allergic to eating meat, so no, I no. I think it's safe to say the Lone Star Tick didn't come my way, but
1: – And they say it's spreading. A
0: couple so. other ones have. And All right.
1: Well, that's science for us. There we, there go. we go. There we go. We're back to having – see, we have to M, We have to add M to medicine because half our discussion is medical here. So it's going to be steam <laughs>
0: at
1: the end of this. Science, technology, engineering, art, math, medicine, and design.
0: No, I think –
1: That's a mouthful. We can
0: overlap, yeah.
1: All right. Well, moving on. Let's get to tech. Technology. Lowe's, the hardware store. That's right. The famous Lowe's that we have down here in beautiful downtown Southern Maryland. Um, Not ours, I don't think. I haven't seen it. But anyway, um, this is from Slashdot. Lowe's is testing out exoskeletons. With their workers to help them give them an extra hand in doing their like uh, they're going
0: to have stormtrooper suits on.
1: Yes, so or, <laughs> more like Iron Man suits.
0: Iron Man. Oh, boobs. I mean, they're
1: not as, <laughs> classy, but the idea <laughs> is, see, <laughs> so, uh, as a man, as, as a human man, without any, you know, maybe I can I can lift what at most maybe hundred. But who's controlling
0: pounds. the
1: seat The person. It reacts to your normal. It reacts to your muscle what movements. What good is that going to do? It adds um, lift heavier stuff, exactly, and make it safer, right? That's so, what
0: they have those little forklifts for.
1: But now, but now, but think about the forklift, right? You have to drive, you have to be careful not to hit anybody. You got to so be so now. Now are the skele-
0: deleting even the f- more jobs.
1: No, it, because the person has to wear the exoskeleton still. I
0: don't know, but I'm saying they're going to delete all the forklifters. No, there's
1: the, the people that work at Lowe's are trained in the forklift. It's not like they have people that just do forklifts. Then why do they
0: need the exoskeleton?
1: Because now – because it's – it's, I would imagine it's safer to have – I mean I'm sure they will still need the forklift for really heavy stuff. But I'm saying for like the day-to-day stuff, like the lifting things that – you know, 50 pounds where it's – it's at that cutoff of
0: you should
1: have two people lift it. The only
0: thing I've ever seen in Lowe's that would have taken two people to lift is big boards of wood. Well – Nothing else in Lowe's is going to get lifted – by a human, no matter whether they have an exoskeleton on them or not.
1: Well, the idea is again, it's. I would think it's more of a safety thing. It's helping to reduce risks associated with lifting things that you think you can lift that are probably. You may, if you're you know young and dumb, you could probably lift it. And what are they going to call it? <laughs> they're just they're exoskeletons. I mean, it, these are. Oh, that's boring. so. Here's here's what they're using. So they're working, the they're working with Virginia Tech. They're working with Virginia Tech. It's a non-motorized exoskeleton that's worn like a harness. that is a carbon fiber rod acting like an artificial tendon, bending Wait, when, the, when the wearer squats. Wait, so basically, what? instead of using, basically, there's all types of you know people. There's a lot of people researching exoskeletons. The army is a big one, right? Yeah. Some of them use electronics and electrical system, you know, components, motors, and whatnot. This one is a non-electrical. It doesn't have any electrical things that need to be charged. It's it's basically using. Uh, unique materials in this case carbon fiber rods that's acting like an artificial tenant so it's it's basically again you're giving your you're giving your skeleton more skeleton it's just, it's exo it's exterior to your and how internal. how much
0: are those things when they break?
1: <laughs> well these are these are
0: research. These this is not production. They yet. need a clever name for them though like Lowe's hose or something.
1: Like leader hosing? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. well like- sorta <laughs> Or let's see. Hmm.
1: I think that I think it's pretty cool. I think anything that helps with safety um, is always a good thing. It helps. You know, now you don't you have less um, in your workers comp cases. Uh, people will stay on the job. They're staying healthy. Except then
0: you're going to have workers comp cases of people who can't drive the exoskeleton correctly.
1: No, it's not you. It's literally you just strap it on, and it's no. You don't do anything different to yourself. It's like
0: except there's going to be people that like, oh, I wouldn't. I didn't know how this was going to feel when I picked it up, and well, like anything, big you get trained. Hand. You get
1: trained. Like any, like any new thing in a business or in a business environment, you get trained on it. I think it's pretty slick. So I want to. I hope maybe Arlo's will get one. I can take a look at it. <laughs> Moving on to our engineering story, this is like for a computer engineer. I went with a computer engineering story. So, Google rattles the tech world. Uh, this came out, I guess, a couple weeks back now with Google's I/O conference. But they have created a. Wait, uh, wasn't
0: the Apple conference the same time?
1: No, that was like that was like a week or two ago, and then that was this one was like two or three weeks ago. They're like two. So they've weeks all apart. staged their conferences. Yeah. It. Microsoft is the and oh, there was E three. I'm glad
0: everyone here can't see me rolling my eyes up. Yeah, b-
1: basically, what happens <laughs> is between like mid May and mid June, all the there well there is CES in January, so they're consume the Consumer Electronic Shows January shows all the stuff that's going to come out this year. Then, you know, that's a trade show.
0: So is there anything then from companies Apple coming
1: out? We'll get to that. To that, there's yes. I mean, they're they're basically Let's releasing.
0: Now, since we're talking, they're
1: getting to their version of um um uh, Alexa, the the Echo Dot or the Echo Amazon Echo. And now, can it's, you
0: call her any name? It's called it, any name. It's
1: called no. It's Siri. It's Siri powered. And it's they're calling it. I I think I I usually give Apple credit. On it. I'm not a fanboy, but I have a lot of Apple stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, but oh, wow.
1: they're they're calling it Home Pod, like because like how <laughs> we <laughs> revolutionize <laughs> music with the iPod, we're going to revolutionize with your home. And this is like the first time I feel like, like wah, wah, I wah. even like I remember like when iPad like it was before iPad was officially announced. iPad was actually a joke on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> like a female hygiene product oh, iPad, oh, oh. and then they really named their tablet iPad. Um, I thought they would just go with something like iHome, something like right? I mean, but yeah. HomePod just seems... Anyway, or we'll how probably about, get like, used I to Siri. it. iSiri? Well, Siri is the technology that powers the, the assistant part but of I
0: it. But I thought you were saying we can't choose the name of that one either.
1: Right. It's Siri. You call it... When you say, hey Siri...
0: I want to be like... Hey, poor boy.
1: <laughs> Maybe in version 2.0. Well, Amazon, I think you can start. What
0: would you like today, Lisa?
1: Yes. <laughs> because I mine
0: know. talks in an Australian accent.
1: I think that's a British accent. <laughs> that's not Australian. It's close enough. Close enough for government Because worth.
0: Australia was a prison for the British people.
1: That is true. <laughs> but let's get back. So... Um, So it it kind of relates. So you know how when you ask Siri or Alexa or Google Home those questions, right? It's Mm -hmm. got to figure out what you're saying, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. It never figures out what I'm trying to say. It's
1: still – I mean at the end of the day – it's still a nation. I mean, it's this like the
0: anti redneck eye policy thing or something. I mean, there's no way that thing would oh. understand redneck.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a very that's a very good point, <laughs> no right?
0: Well, and any, I grew up with some. Anybody well, with dialects, <laughs> like
1: if you come here with a with an uh, with an Asian accent or some other part of the world that doesn't have that.
0: I bet quote you unquote, Asian <laughs> people speak better English than some of the rednecks I know on the Eastern Shore, too I'm sure but without a doubt.
1: So here's – this is how this story – so Google has announced a new type of computer chip. Like Mm. today we call the CPU, right, of computers today that's built geared for artificial intelligence and it's called machine learning or deep um, – deep learning. Is it deep learning? Yeah, deep deep neural networks. So the idea is – Basically, this in the last couple of years, I mean, there's it's been for decades of research, but now we're getting to the point where we're actually taking advantage of it in the real world. Basically, we're mimicking the brain, right? The way mm-hmm. the brain learns. So the different thing about that is like when you write traditional software and then you run it on a CPU, right? You write all the instructions. It's kind of like following a recipe. And then your computer just loops through and keeps doing that over and, yeah. and over again. Well, with artificial intelligence and these deep neural networks, it's a little bit different. And I don't claim to be an expert on this, but the idea is while you write code at the end of the day, for it to really take advantage of it, it has to learn. So, for instance, this technology is used in like visual recognition. Like, if I were to take a picture with my phone, and eventually we're going to get to the point where the phone's going to be like, that's a picture of a cat and no matter how you take oh. a picture of a cat right if you take a Unless picture it's one of one a- of
0: those hairless cats then they might not <laughs> but that's the point is
1: it ha- it the, the learning so that you look at take a picture say, of anything
0: who is that pokemon it could they <laughs> could
1: but um, so
0: it's hairless cat
1: we've been traditionally running this kind of stuff on normal computers quote unquote normal computers the traditional computer architecture of today um to train, to train those computers, though, so they've been leveraging with, well, you know how your computer, you have the CPU, the, the brains, and then you also have a GPU, the graphical processing unit, the thing that I takes guess, care yeah. of the graphics. Well, they've been using the GPU because it's a slightly different architecture. It's really good for visual and, and pattern stuff to help train their artificial intelligence networks. Well, now that was good and all, but basically, Google said we can do better, and they've created and the name of the software that they use to program their artificial intelligence is called TensorFlow.
0: Called what?
1: TensorFlow. T T-E-N. E. This coming
0: from the people who make
1: Google. This is Google.
0: Okay. Okay. I was Apple. thinking of Microsoft. Right.
1: This is Google.
0: I was thinking of the Microsoft, like Windows yeah. 10, Windows. 9. So now they
1: have what's called TPUs, tensor processing units. The cool thing about it is, they're not going to sell these chips to everybody. What they're going to do is they're going to put them in their server farms, all their servers, and you are going to basically do. Uh, you are going to be able to use them over the, the internet. So, which basically your software leverages their back end to do all that intelligence. So, is
0: there any? But they're
1: making the chip to make their data centers more efficient. Um, it's going to be your your wallet, right? It's going to, the limit's going to be. They're going to figure out a way that you know. I don't and I don't know how. But like today when you when you get other Google web services, you pay by like the number of gigabytes you're using per month, you know, the gigabits per month, where you're paying for how fast it is. So there's there's gonna be some metric that they'll be able to charge out. But the cool so the idea is again it's it's this different thing. It's kind of like now this hardware as a service where you're not buying the chip from Google, you're buying their hardware in their cloud, but accessing it through like an API or something. So um, and in theory, the idea is that it'll make this neural networks, this machine learning, faster, more energy efficient. Blah 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 blah. It's pretty cool from a nerd's perspective. It's neat to see these custom. Yeah.
0: From a non-nerd's perspective, I'm going
1: blah. Well, let me tell you how why this can be cool because our next <laughs> article about art leverages this type of logic. Okay. This kind of thinking, this way of this way of computer programming, and it brings us to Nutella.
0: Yes, that was my article. That was
1: yours. So, do you want to talk about it or do you want me to? Well,
0: I mean, the gist of it that I got was like they used some sort of an algorithm to come up with, I want to say it's over like 7 million. I know I only put over a million in there. but
1: 7 million. 7
0: million jars of Nutella each having a slightly different pattern on it than the other one.
1: But still reflect the Nutella.
0: Yeah, still reflect the Nutella name and packaging and that kind of. Stuff. It's brand. just like a special label, right. yeah.
1: So this actually they use an algorithm. I'm not sure if it's an artificial intelligence based algorithm or more of a normal algorithm. But either way, the idea is instead of a human designer sitting down and saying, "I need to come up with seven million designs,"
0: yeah, they, they let use the computer a computer
1: for. to have with some intelligence. Basically, it learned. Like, it, basically, they gave it a bunch of stuff that people did design. Right? They said, "This is what Nutella. This is the colors we like to use. This is the designs we like mm-hmm. to use. This is the shapes we like to use." They fed the human design stuff to it, and once it learned, okay, it got it understand, then it went off and created its own. Interpretations.
0: Yeah, that is pretty cool. So
1: this is an application of our previous story with the, with the, the Google TPUs.
0: See, it's a good thing I knew you were going to put that other story on there. It's a
1: miracle how it works out. I know. So basically, Google's investing billions of dollars so that you can custom design your Nutella bottles. That's what it's all about. The end.
0: <laughs> Why would they? That I mean, what return on investment do they? Oh, it's to get more. On that? It, it,
1: it, I'm sh- saying it tongue in cheek, oh. but it's anything. The idea is is basically how do we make computers creative, intelligent in ways that mimic more like a human? So that way you would have, not to say necessarily we're replacing humans, but we're augmenting humans, right? We're we're basically taking things that either we can't afford, we can't hire enough. Like think about the medical industry. We just can't, in this country, US, we can't hire enough doctors. We're not making enough doctors to fulfill the need. So what you're going to have is these,
0: no, they can hire enough doctors. The problem is,
1: we're not. No, we're not. We're not the problem we're not is the
0: insurance. It's not the doctor.
1: But we're also not ma- the, the medical school in our country is not making enough doctors. Well, we're not spitting out enough doctors. That's going to <laughs> to meet the need with.
0: I just the swallowed coming. my cough
1: drop. That's great.
0: I thought I was going to have to choke it up or something, but no.
1: So anyway, the idea would be like you remember the IBM Watson? Yes. So the, Watson is a type of this deep neural network. How does that thinking. solve
0: the issue of It's not um,
1: solving, it's augmenting issues. All
0: right, how does all right, how does that augment or solve the issue of litigation that a doctor faces? What happens if a freaking bot comes in your room and tells you you have cancer. You have three months to live. You need to go get it treated now. Well, and then you find out right. you don't have cancer. Well, who what do you ha- sue? The happen- maker of the bot? You the don't doctor? get to sue
1: anyway. People yes, make you mistakes.
0: Do.
1: My point is, okay.
0: I'm not saying I'm too so happy because I'm not. I've never, I don't even know that anyone of my okay, family well, think about ever
1: about me. What anyone. happens when, in, the, in five years, when two driverless cars get into an accident? Who's at fault?
0: The one who wasn't obeying the rules of the road.
1: But my point is they
0: if they collide it's not gonna be the front human one, it's not gonna be the human it's
1: passengers it's not gonna be the human
0: they're gonna treat driverless cars just as they would treat driver
1: cars but you but you can't you're not gonna sue the driver like today if I hit somebody, it's me I'm personally liable.
0: Then you know what that's a huge gaff that they need to figure out no that's my point. they, they really are they are out. working because that, what happens if? your car runs into the back they of someone are. else's my, car and that's my
1: and that's my point insurance
0: it, isn't going to pay it unless someone is liable yes
1: and that's my point to your medical thing is that we will figure it out we will figure out the liability
0: thing I know, I think we'll figure out the car thing before we will figure it's out it's not the medical
1: like this thing. insurmountable technical challenge it's basically getting some lawyers together i mean they love to get together and, and talk. i don't
0: know about you but i spend enough time at the doctor I don't want to go in and see the bot and then half an hour later have to see the doctor all over again. But
1: but <laughs> if it if saying seeing a – for like – you're unique, right? You have a lot of complicated medical issues. But for states like me and I, I was just having a cough and I had a choice where I could pay a $50 copay yeah. and see a human doctor or see $5 and get on my computer and just talk to this artificial bot over the internet. And still but get a prescription. Would listen
0: to their, your chest? You would Because have, you can't tell You would if,
1: hold your microphone up to your chest. No.
0: You can't tell if someone has pneumonia or something like that unless you listen to their chest.
1: Or, okay, so you would still go into a place and, and but you And they would, would say,
0: s- would you like a bot or a real bot? Right.
1: Well, what yeah. happens is you'd have these bots at CVS, so you wouldn't have to go to a traditional doctor's office.
0: Well, they, you they have that the now minus the bots. Right. Yes.
1: So my point is, minute
0: clinic or whatever right. the heck it's called, we'll
1: change up our our. Anyway, the point is, the technology is leading. We will figure out as a society how to take advantage of it.
0: And then soon we'll have West World where we have yeah,
1: we'll Land have different West World.
0: But then they can put that in Key West because that's Disney World. That's Travels right. Anyway,
1: exactly. Key West really is the West World yeah. already. Of
0: they can paint the uh, bodies of all the boxes. Exactly. In Key West.
1: So let's let's now jump to a really crazy story that you found. So. This comes to us also from Science Daily. That's where I find most of my stuff. University of British Columbia. Science
0: Daily, hit me up.
1: Okanagan (laughs) campus. Um, So there is a mathematician there. I believe he's a mathematician. At least he came with a mathematical model um, that would potentially take the fiction out of science fiction when it comes to time travel. Yes. So he's saying that he has a a mathematical model.
0: That supports Time travel. And
1: not just going into the future, but he also claims that his model would actually work to be able to go into the past, which is different. Because already today, from a certain point of view, if I got into a spaceship, right, and went to 99.99% of the speed of light, and I did that for a year, and I came back to Earth, while I will have aged only a year, you would have aged 100 years.
0: I'd be in the ground then, honey.
1: Point being is that from a certain point of view, that w- I would I always consider that time travel, right? I went ninety-nine yeah. years into the future because I loved a year, right?
0: Well, and he was using buzzwords like TARDIS and all well, that was you know, the because cute everybody thing, right? knows Doctor Who. Right. So
1: he he's they go came back up. and forth and so whereas on Doctor Who, TARDIS is um what, time and relative dimension in space, he is saying transversible, transversible. A causal retrograde domain in space-time, not quite, a, not quite as sexy.
0: Say that five times fast.
1: But basically, let me go. Let me, I'm going to read it because, I, again, this is way heady kind of stuff. He says he describes it as a yeah, bubble I, I of space-time tr- geometry, which carries its contents backwards and forwards through time. As it tours a large circular path, the large bubble moves through space time at speeds greater than the speed of light at times, allowing it to move backwards in time. So, that's the two things that where I understand they've proven this mathematically. We still think, as far as I know, that while the math, yeah, you could put in a number for the math that says you're faster than the speed of light, that in reality, Physically, Seen property. Well, no. Just say it's a, the physical reality of, of the universe seems to indicate that you can't physically go faster than the speed of light. But
0: honestly, math, I wouldn't, this is
1: where math and science kind of diverge. Math, you can prove a lot of stuff is possible. Whether it's actually, probably, no, no. Whether it's it's actually realistic in real world applications well, is different.
0: Honestly, this kind of story makes me get kind of worried about how fast we're moving with science all that because I don't want a time machine. I don't want my daughter you, in a time machine. I don't want you in a time machine. You wouldn't
1: machine. want to go back to before you got bit by the tick? I
0: would, but look at everything that changes. Sure. That's the thing. I am one of those people that believe that right. everything happens for a reason we have a purpose in being here. Sure. You know, wherever we're supposed to be, you know, God or whoever your religious thing is going right. to put you so you're, there. Right, you're getting and, to
1: the philosophical aspect. Yes, of
0: it. Yes, I don't believe that having any sort of time travel will be good, period, you, you're, you're the be- end.
1: Well, no, it's not that the time travel is bad, it's the – impact from
0: the impact traveling back one little harmless thing, like me going back to my junior year of college or whatever, when I was running down the road and instead of waiting for the car in the grass, I could have gone to the other side of the road and just waited. And then maybe I wouldn't have gotten bit by a tick, but if I hadn't have been bitten by a tick, I wouldn't have met you. And if I hadn't <laughs> have met you, I wouldn't have Haley. Right, and it's just—it's such a chain of events that people don't realize. Right. Oh gosh, I wish I could go back and bet on that Steelers game that they won. Or you if know, you it could, changes everything.
1: What if, that if you would travel to the future? Only
0: I don't want to know the future.
1: But you're already living the future.
0: Are you saying you can't come back once you've gone there?
1: I don't know. I
0: don't know what this. No, the, I w- his, his, no. His. I want to treat every day like. You know, I want to enjoy Haley, and I don't want to go to the future yet.
1: Well, so here's the, here's you know because we've done some stories, and I've I've had a personal interest in you know the idea is, and what, he, what I'm trying to figure out is what he's adding that's different, right? And so we know there's this concept of space time that space and time are really just four dimensions; they're the same yeah. principle, and that you know things like gravity become because you can warp space time by so things with big masses like planets. Right, bend space time, and therefore things like moons and satellites orbit them because our mass is bigger than its mass, so we're bending space time. What he, but the idea is that time is a fourth dimension, in most of these things. Mm-hmm. I guess what he's saying is that his his theory is different. I'm not sure how it best proves space time or space travel is possible. Is that he says. The division of space into three dimensions with time as in a separate dimension by itself is incorrect. So he's saying the four dimensions should be a imagined simultaneously, where different directions are connected and as a space time continuum. And
0: I actually saw when I was looking at that story, another one that said now they have two D magnets.
1: That only like affect in like length, but not like you could have something underneath it and not mm-hmm. magnetic, but it would affect on like the yep, sides. They're only two D Interesting. <laughs> I know there was also some research on like unipolar magnets too where it was only. No, the North these power, were just t- these were the 2D magnets. But anyway, so if you're interested, um,
0: check, he's check, releasing check he's
1: releasing his his yes, his research on quant in uh, two journals, Journal Classical and Quantum Grav one journal, the journal classical and quantum gravity. Um, so you can go read it. It's from again,
0: can I I ask you a question? Hold on.
1: University of British Columbia and his name, the researcher was Ben Tippett, a mathematics and physics instructor at the university of British Columbia. So if you're interested, all right, that's the story.
0: Having read my fair share of educational journals when I did my thesis way back when, do you ever think that people read that shit? Seriously? Sorry for the bad word. Beep. I got to re- edit <laughs> that now. Sorry, but do, do people really sit down in their recliner with their pipe hanging out of their mouth reading the Journal of Quantum and blah, blah, physics? And uh, Yeah, I think
1: other academics do. Other certainly.
0: academics do, but some of these journals are to the point where even the academics can't understand them.
1: I, and like,
0: I saw that firsthand right. when I was writing my thesis. Like there were some that indicated they had good stories that would support my thesis. I couldn't even get through the story because it was – Sure. I mean – like, There was just so many words and I, I didn't have enough time in a day to sit there with a dictionary and look up everything they said. It was nuts.
1: I mean I guess here's my point. right. So I'm not a mathematician. I'm not a theoretical – physicists um i will say the difference in here is that and it, so my thinking is that we should see researchers come out and debunker debunk whether or not they agree with his idea this the, the only thing that seems to be different in his theory is that time is a dimension that overlays the other four of the other three and it's not a separate fourth dimension what that really means mathematically it's probably something that you know, a mathematician would get giddy over, but I wouldn't really understand. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what it comes back to is even if he proves that it's possible mathematically, that doesn't mean that – It's not that,
0: always probable scientifically.
1: Or engineering. It's like yeah. uh, how do you – OK. So he comes with a theory.
0: Which isn't engineering a form of science.
1: Well, so there's, there's – the way I describe it to people is – there is pure science, and then there's applied science, of which engineering tends to be an applied science. So the yes. idea is, okay,
0: I agree with that. Yeah.
1: Scientists and engineers have an overlap. We both rely on, you know, physical properties. We learn on formulas that are based on it. Where science tends to, scientists are more looking at the theories of the underlying, um, you know, how stuff works and why does it work. Mm-hmm. Whereas engineers say, we don't care what it does or we, we kind of care what we don't care why we, we want to know how so that we can ex- we can take it and use it and abuse it to actually make physical um products that actually do something useful with the, the features of of a physical property of electrons or you know gases or chemicals so engineering is taking science and applying it to real world applications okay Science is kind Thank of like for research. That, um, for the research for the sake six of
0: six-minute synopsis. Theory. There you
1: go. All right, um, that's the main stories. I did want to throw out. There's two bonus stories I wanted to throw out, and they're related. So I'm not going to talk in detail about each one individually. Just in general, what this means. So, uh, last uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the Supreme Court handed down a couple of decisions here. One shuts down location loophole for patent lawsuits. In other words, here's what happened. All these patent trolls you've been hearing about, it's something like 70 or 80%.
0: Wait, what's a patent troll? So just a patent troll. Somebody will take your money and tell you they'll get you a patent. No, no, no,
1: no, no, no. So a patent troll is a person that buys patents, a company, typically oh, okay, they lawyers, okay, okay, okay. that buy up patents. They buy up patents, they buy up patents.
0: They and never, they just hope that one strikes some. risk. Exactly. They hope that so it's someone. So kind of like credit companies after you default or whatever, they come after you for... The, well, the same is, amount, but they bought it for pennies on the dollar.
1: never or... intend to build something with the patent. They just simply are buying the patents in order to – hopefully someone comes along that builds something that takes off that sort of smells like something close to what they have in a patent. Yeah. So they can sue you and they hope that at least you would settle. Well, the way – the reason that's been getting – that's been taking um, – we've had such a problem in this country at least with, with patent trolls is that – you know, companies are are headquartered all across the country, right? Mm-hmm. But you could go to this little jurisdiction down in East Texas that was like very friendly to patent trolls for whatever reason, and <laughs> you could sol- you anyway, could you could file a lawsuit there, and it was basically that was tend to be they tend to be favorable to patent trolls. Like usually, people that went in, if there was even some remote. You know, kind of it was grayness. Yeah, no, no difference. Like it was like, uh, it doesn't. Uh, you know, it's not different enough. Companies were losing. So now, what happens? is The Supreme Court unanimously said, no, you have to file your lawsuit in the jurisdiction. That actually, the company you're suing you is headquartered just
0: do in. Do all that crap anyway?
1: Well, eventually, I think we will. But this is a good thing. So now, and just
0: say survival of the fittest. If you make a better mousetrap out of it, then you you know you get the monies.
1: So now instead of these lawyers just you know basically sitting down in East Texas and just going in and filing lawsuit after yeah. lawsuit, they will have to physically go around to all the jurisdictions, which hopefully should mean that patent trolls will be less of an issue because they're not going to be you know the idea is they're looking for easy money and mm-hmm. they don't, so therefore they don't want to spend money uh, if there's not a guarantee. So that was the first thing the supreme court said, you have to file your lawsuit in the district that the company you're suing is headquartered in. The other thing that they said was a, a decision well, they were calling it the um Citizens United for Products. And it was basically That sounds
0: uh, like it has Trump written all
1: over it. It's so well this is you know <laughs> this, this even predates him. So it was a lawsuit. Uh, impression Products versus Lexmark. Ink. So Lexmark is one of the people that make printers and ink, right? And this other company, Impression Products, basically would buy up used printer cartridges, refill them, and then sell them back to people at a lower cost. Yes, sounds fair enough. Or it's, you could
0: fill your own, right? Or you
1: could fill your own. Yes, I remember. But this that. company made a business out of taking them, refilling them, and selling them at a discount.
0: Okay. Well. What's wrong with
1: that? Well, Lexmark said, you're taking money from us. And the way we re- – when you – you know you get those documents and when you when you install a new printer, it says, here's the end yeah, user license agreement. Yeah, like, I know agree. what you mean. Well, technically what because you – Because if
0: you don't, you can't use your computer,
1: so – Right. So basically, um, you were basically signing up to what was called a shrink wrap license, which basically said, um, you know – Because you're using our printer, we have patents, writings on these things. Uh, We're selling them to you. But um, we're going to give you – we're going to quote-unquote give you a discount uh, on them if you agree never to resell or reuse them once you've opened them. Right? But basically the idea is in the US, we have this policy of if you buy something, you own it. Now, software with and music today with things being, you know, you're licensing it, you're not buying it. But when it comes to physical stuff, tend to it tends to be you've bought it, you own it. Um, but I mean, there is from a you know legal perspective, there was this dispute. Hey, no, people are agreeing; they signed they you know they agreed to this so called shrink wrap license. Um,
0: now, do the other printers have that? Yeah, the whole industry. Like HP it's, and it's, yes, Epson. The,
1: the, and... This this is going to have impacts to the industry as a whole. Um, but as this point, this is an article from Gizmodo. Their point was, well, who really? Can, I mean, let's face it,
0: not yeah. Nobody's going to send no, the cops to your house for refilling well, an ink like, or ink And well, it was it was neither more, is a multi-million-dollar right. company gonna come down on the little man who's refilling well, right. the zinc
1: cartridge. Well so that was the thing. So the just like, you know, you know how a couple of years ago everyone was getting sued if you were using like Napster to share music and then eventually <laughs> they Rip got to Napster. the point where they were they just sued Napster.
0: <laughs> Rip Napster.
1: Well that was what's going on here is there
0: at Napster still around?
1: I think it's around but it's not a different name yeah. or something. Well we'll look it up. I'm not sure exactly. Huh. Um but, no, it certainly doesn't have the clout that it used Master to. Napster
0: was the shiz back in the day. And
1: back in the day. So, anyway, so, again, it's not a big deal from the perspective of ink cartridges, right? Because I, my point was people hardly buy printers anymore. And over the next couple of years, they're going to buy them less and less, right? Yeah. What this really has an impact is, again, it's – part of this lawsuit was about protecting – Patents overseas, like U.S. companies' patents and overseas, it was it was a lot. It was a bigger, complicated issue than we're making it out to be. But, but, so so basically, you're basically as a consumer now, you're protected. You, if you buy something, you go to a third party, and you're not locked in. That was great for the ink cartridges. What this really has an impact on, the real, the bigger impact. It relates to the pharmaceutical industry, right? So I will quote the Gizmodo article so that I can get this exactly right. But it says, but big pharmaceutical companies, on the other hand, must be pissed right now. Giants like Pfizer, Eli, Whitney and company. Pharma wanted to the court to protect U.S. patents abroad because they would help prevent prevent Americans from buying their drugs for much cheaper countries in countries like Canada and Mexico and then bringing them back into the States.
0: That happens more than you or I probably can fathom seeing as we live on the East coast.
1: So the point is that had the Supreme court calmed down on the side of Lexmark in this Mm -hmm. discussion and this art in this case, it would have, it would have had an impact directly on the ability of US citizens to get their medicine from overseas. So the fact that they came down on the side of the little guy is good for consumers.
0: Except they're still not doing enough to fight pharmaceutical. I'm sorry. But there's too it, much money sure. being Sure. Well, exchanged hands. And you're right.
1: It says cancer in fact, the is the like a moneymaker. The next line, the next, well, even, I think there's actually a bigger one than that. And I'll, the next That's line, the next line in the story is when a single, now you may not pay this personally cuz you're if you have insurance, right? But the cost for a single Viagra pill in the US, mm-hmm. guess what it is? Guess what the cost for you for a for Viagra, one pill. For one Viagra I'm pill in going the US. I'm gonna say
0: 75 bucks.
1: Very close, 60 bucks. So, but their that's point one was
0: But wait, wait, wait. Is that with insurance or without?
1: That's That's That's
0: without insurance.
1: No, that's right. That is what again You may not pay $60 per pill, but what is getting charged out to your insurance and to your... Yes,
0: and then the insurance pays what they're going to pay of it. But the the cost... They they put that on all my medicine bottles. They put the cost of the medicine straight up, and then they put the cost of the medicine with insurance.
1: So the point is, while I agree that this doesn't solve the problem, it at least... Is a if nothing else, it's a cofferdam in in preventing even more egregious greed. Yeah. This is basically saying, hey, we're watching. We're not allowing you to basically. Consumers aren't here for you to be, a, a, you know, an un, um, an unwilling piggy bank where you can just take the money whatever you want. There yeah. has to be some um, consumer protection now. Again, strictly speaking, it's applied to the Lexmark versus whatever company, but the writing is on the wall that, you know, this idea that consumers do have a right to, if someone else has cheaper, you know, you, the U S market is just not your, your unlimited piggy bank that people can go out and find uh, cheaper alternatives. Okay. So anyway, that was the two big bonus stories I wanted to right. um, um, throw out. So that means... I
0: think we've done good
1: on our time. Yep. So. so with that, I'm going to sh- shut up. And uh,
0: <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else. <laughs> I'm going to go
1: fly. i got to go work on a project and go fly some drones. Let's
0: go fly a drone. Exactly.
1: It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. The DJI Spark just came out. And...
0: But you're reviewing Demihan that on was, your other channel, yeah, correct? Yeah, okay. but
1: I will just leave it here. It is it if it's amazing the quality of flying something like that? Um, but anyway, you're right. I will review that over at Gears of Resistance. So with that in mind, for links to all the stories we talked about today, and stories that we didn't talk about, as well as links to all our old shows and anything we have on Gear over at Gears of Resistance. You can head over to gears of resistance.com and, uh, actually steam Power podcast will dot com will still get you there too. So you can still use either one. Um, and, uh, just don't be afraid if you get redirected to gears of resistance.com. That's just the one website to rule them all, mm-hmm. um, to make it easier for me to not have to update all two websites. Guts, no glory. That's right. <laughs> so, uh, you want to close out anything? You're good. I am good. All right. So with that, I will say thank you all very, very much for listening. And until next time, stay quirky.
0: And keep it the